Ephesians chapter 3. I'm so thankful. Can, uh, one more thing to say toward the end of the service. At the end of the service, we are going to connect to the, the power that works within us. It can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. It's the end of Ephesians 3. And I want to ask you this. What do you want Jesus to do for you? What would you have Jesus do for you? Because... That will help pull the virtue that's in the living body of Jesus, in the Holy Spirit, to you, into you, through you. And we're going we're gonna to touch on that. For salvation, healing, and deliverance, for the name of Yeshua, the one who's being saved, healed, and delivered, who's receiving the Father's redemption, salvation, healing, to which in him we now receive, and that opens the door. So... What do you want Jesus to do for you today before you go home? So, and uh, Jesus is like that. He would call blind Bartimaeus after he made a fit and said, well, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see my, I want to see. So that the ability to articulate what you want is part of the faith that God recognizes to be seen. And in fact, we'll close the service in that posture, each of us individually before the Lord by declaring what God's doing in us. Not just what do we want him to do, but we'll go beyond what I want you to do to what you are doing, what is becoming, what is happening, where I am going, what I'm ending in, what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel, and we're going to say it in the authority of the name of Jesus and the power of his spirit to fulfill and to glorify God the Father. And if God helps us, you jump in it. it, it it's, the way of, it's the way of the kingdom. So we're going to touch into the way of the kingdom. We've done this for three weeks, Ephesians. I'll stop after this week because, again, we hit Thanksgiving and we go into, uh, I want to, in the Christmas Advent month, I want to celebrate the full coming of the Lord. First is from the beginning to the end and all that he represents in his glorified state. So we'll focus in there. Um, but Ephesians 1 is, a, is a, an incredible chapter full of blessings and provision and everything given and in the grace and summation. And I mean, you just can't read Ephesians 1 without finding, man, I've been given so much. I don't read the Bible anymore to see how am I doing with according to the Bible. I just read the Bible as an invitation to receive everything I'm reading, experience everything I'm reading, and step into the truth of it and experience it. And I find it inside out, it starts to work. Ephesians 3, one, two, chapter 2, talks about this God that in the, how he provided for us this glorious plethora of blessings after the prayer for revelation into the knowledge of God the Father, uh, into the no, to eyes understanding open that we can know what is the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. And, and then it says, well, we were all dead in trespasses. We were all dead in sin. We were all under the power of the of the spirit of the God of, you know, the spirit of disobedience, children of wrath. But God, in his rich mercy, because he loved us so much, even when we were dead, made us alive together with Christ, raised us together with Christ, seated us together in heavenly places in Christ. And it's literally that when the regeneration of the Son of Man was brought came forth, we were brought forth with him. All of humanity was brought back into the relationship now that is available in the Son with the Father. Not, not individually case study. This was a group work. So even though we weren't born, we were born again before we were born. If we choose. I'm not talking about this happens whether you want it or not. This happens if you want it. You got to hear, we got to believe. But it didn't happen when we first believed. That's when we received. When it happened was when the Father set this in place through the Son. And He did more than just our personal place of redemption, He reconciled the Jew and the Gentile. 
and all of the nations because we were the Gentiles without God, without a covenant, without hope. We were alienated. We were far off. But Jesus in his body, he, uh, he, took, he, he uh, separated, he took a, the wall of separation, the wall of partition, uh, which was the law, which was the enmity that was against all of us, not just Gentile, but Jew. And it separated us. And he took in his flesh and on the cross and by his blood, he made us one new man out of two. And that, at that point, when Jesus leaves the cross, the law's left on the cross. Because the cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree. He was fulfilled in him. He was judged for us. He was cursed for us. He was condemned for us. He became sin for us. He bore our sickness and our disease. He brought our mental anguish. He everything. And when God the Father brought him forth out of the death, out of the abyss, spiritual death, and when he leaves the cross, and when he's raised from the dead, and when he's ascended, the law still held there. Which is why if we ever try to make ourselves righteous with the law, we go back to that same place, which is cursed is everyone who does not carry out every commandment of the law. So we have to return. And that's, you know, the book of Galatians. Then it goes on. This is still chapter 2. It says not only are we one body, we have access in one spirit to the Father, and we have now been given uh, a, a fellow heirs, fellow citizens. We're all the same family. There's Jew and Gentile, one, one new man, and we're being built together with Jesus as the cornerstone into a temple or a habitation, a place for God to dwell in the midst of. That's why when we assemble together, whether it's two or three or whether it's a Sunday morning, there is a, there's an acute, there's an, there's a concentration of God. He gets to be with all of us at the same time in the same place. And that will always have the potential of explosion. And that's why his glory keeps showing up and keeps resting in the house. And he's got so much he's ready to prepare. So now chapter 3, which I want to get us into because it, it explodes. Chapter 3, verse 1, if you won't mind. We'll just I'm going to find it so I need to glance. See, are you, I, and to, tomorrow when you get to your, or Tuesday when the secret place goes out, you'll hear the, the, S, the, the path, the practicalness of how you can go from trying to hear the Bible to do it or trying to hear the Bible to believe it to how, how to hear the Bible just to receive it and to behold and become versus trying to see and do. And it just, it's a liberation. For this reason, for this reason, now that he said all the things, I, Paul, prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, Paul was called to be the apostle to the Gentiles. He had a dispensation of grace given. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery as I have briefly written already. So Paul has been telling us in the first two verse, chapters the mystery. That's why this is the mystery part three. And I call it the fellowship of the mystery. But he goes on, he says, by revelation has made known. This is going to be demonstrated in three distinct places. He's first saying, okay, God brought to me by revelation. He made known to me this mystery that I've written already. By which when you read, which is now guaranteed to every believer, I don't ask how's it working. I ask what's God saying. He said, when I read, I may understand the knowledge in the mystery of Christ. So we begin to go, whoa, Paul, wow. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So a mystery, mysterion in the Greek does not, it means something that's kept and is released in, it's kept for the sons, but it's not, it's not readily available. You don't just find it anywhere. It's intentional. It has to be opened. The eyes have to be opened. The revelation has to be granted. And the mystery has been hidden in God from before time began. 
And while we're closer to the revelation of that mystery and its full manifestation, I think ever we've been. So it says now that the Gentiles, here's the first part of this, and we've already discussed it, should be fellow heirs of the same body. There's only one body. It's called the believing Israel, made of Jew and Gentile. One body. We're one same body. Partakers, meaning we are, we're, 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 take, we're being a part of, we're taking advantage of, we're experiencing the promise in Christ through the gospel. So again, all of us into the one promise, of which I became, Paul, according to the gift of the grace of God to me, given to me for the effective working, by the effective working of his power. Which he's saying, the way this is now bursting into the scene of, from me, within me now to you is by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the effective energy and power dunamis of the Holy Spirit given to me through the grace of God. To me who am less than the least of all saints. Isn't that a good word to hear? No special person. No, you don't have to qualify because you went somewhere or did something. It's just, I'm the least of the saints. This grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Now, you've heard me saying there's uttermost salvation. There's more salvation than I've ever yet to experience. Here, here we now we call it the unsearchable riches, which means that there are things that where we begin from that we've never yet reached the end of. We've never reached... Right, the, if they're, they're, so, they're beyond... They've not been plotted out. It'd be like the explorers of the old world traveling across the ocean to wonder, can we get to India or not? We, there's places we just aren't even aware of until we will touch on them in Christ. We'll find them. They're all in the Bible. But we didn't see them because they weren't seeable. Right? You just, you, you, you know, I just read it the way I read it. Now I read it the way I see it. And I see it the way I read it. and Unsearchable. And I, this is in the prayer room. Kip prayed this over. He said, Lord, there's so much more of you. He was praying this over. There's so much more of you than we've ever touched, Lord. May we, may we go on the quest to touch what we haven't touched yet of you. Oh, that's why you never will end. That's you can be 90 like Dan's going to turn 90 next year, and he's still a seeker of God. You'd think he wrote a, he wrote a picture-smart Bible. He wrote all these books. He ought to just stop and relax and, you know, watch TV. But he wouldn't watch, want to watch TV because TV's boring. If compared to seeing the living God and beholding who he is and having experiences with him, and the older you get, the easier it is to have an experience with God because the less energy you got running in your body. <laughs> you're right? You know, you, you're just, oh, wow. Now, that's why Bob, John on the Isle of Patmos, almost 100 years old, gets the book of Revelation. You just, you just don't limit yourself. Don't, let God, don't limit God to, limp, to, out, to, to take, go beyond. So he says, here I am, least of the saints, grace given. I preach to the Gentiles the riches, unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all see, that's to make all see, what is the fellowship of the mystery. So the mystery is one mystery, not two mysteries. I mean, there's aspects. There's the mystery of Christ, mystery of God. There's the mystery of the rapture. There's the, uh, the, the mystery of Christ in us, the hope of glory. But it's the, one, it's the mystery, the fellowship of the mystery, the partnership. We're a part of it. We're all being brought in. One body, one, one Lord, one hope, one spirit, one, uh, just one. So we're inside, which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden in God. So generation after generation has lived in limitation and not being seen the mystery of this glorious Christ. Wow. But now, who created all things through Jesus Christ. So now, to the intent, to the intent that now, the manifold, which means multifaceted, multivaried, just like, like take, take a light and put it through a prism, and it breaks open into color. It's all within the white light, but it breaks into the colors of the rainbow. And, and color goes beyond what the natural eye can see. And the, and the vibrations, you know, so it's, 
Now the multifaceted, motley wisdom of God might be made known. Now that's the third time made known through the church, by the church. Now we're getting the privilege of doing what Jesus brought, God brought forth in the Son, Paul received in Revelation, proclaimed to the Gentiles. Now we get to make known this manifold wisdom of God by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. Whoa, that is, I would love to just go camp in there and enlarge that. And I will at some point, but I feel the Lord wants to not allow these truths to be dismissed because our own personal experience in life is so uh, overwhelming that we can't see the value of what we're being offered because we don't see it touch us personally. It needs to touch us. So I want us to return to it being touching. But let me just say, we are going to be the proclaimers of the glorified, resurrected Christ and all his fullness and all he's accomplished, he the head, we the body, one voice to such an extent that the principalities and powers will have to submit back to the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and they'll be displaced from where they've taken places that aren't theirs to hold. And it won't matter who thinks what or who wants what. We won't be talking about man's kingdoms. We're talking about the princes of the Persians and all, all those conflicts above that influence the nations below. And that's where we're called to make known the manifold wisdom. Now, again, it isn't so much yelling at, at principalities and powers as much as it's just proclaiming into the air and to the living God and over the earth the glory, the glory of Jesus. Reading the book of Psalms aloud, reading the gospels aloud. And it starts to become a part of us and it begins to stay, hear, hear thee, hear thee. Like Revelations chapter 15. The kingdoms of this world have now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And it's not a future. It's a now. It's a now. It's now. Now. And the now part comes alive in the individual personal life that we experience these truths for us according, because all of this is happening, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, it's not me, it's not we, it's he. It's all done, Father and Son. Father and Son sealed the deal. Father and Son overcome, came death. Father and Son overcame sickness. Father and Son overcame disease. We are being participants in. We are get to uh, enter into as an inheritance. We get to practice uh, living there. And this is where I believe why the Lord wants us to be an individual service for activation and experiencing what do we want Jesus to do and how to step into the, to the ability to receive what he's already done is because it's not a mass movement. The kingdom is one body, many members. And every member does its part. And every member does its part naturally or supernaturally when it's supernaturally connected to the head. So every member has to connect to the head. And I can't, I can't get connected to the head through your head. You might help me on the way to the head, but unless I get the connection to the head, I'm just going to be a part of a, a weight being carried. But God is about to act, is activating. He's not about, he's activating He's so activating. So he says, in whom we have boldness, in this Jesus, we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Now, Romans 5, 1 and 2, can you put that up? Just because just sometimes we're reading in one statement, we need to read another place to see what kind of access, what does this access mean? In him we have boldness and access. So Romans chapter 5, verse 1. You know this because this is one of all our favorite verses. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just take a moment and get a dose of peace. 
Oh, I want to receive peace. Peace, is like, peace feels like safety, security, quietness, prosperity. I receive. We have peace with God. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. I'm teaching you what I do. I'm teaching you how what we're talking about. We activate what is given to us in the Spirit, by the Word, in Christ, by just calling it ours. Yes, yes, yes. We have peace with God. Peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. This is so helpful because when, you know, I'm, I, Ephesians 6 will tell us, having done all to stand, we need to stand against the wiles of the devil. Sometimes you get so standing, you don't realize that you need to first be standing in grace. I win anyway. I win. Sorry. It's not me that won. It's Jesus won. But because I'm in Christ, I win. I've got grace given to me in which I stand. I'm standing in grace. I'm standing in grace. Grace is God's favor, God's pleasure, God's help, God's kissing, God's hugging, God's helping, God's stooping down and break, fixing what I broke and pulling me up and telling me how much I love him. He loves me. We have access into this grace in which we stand. Not only that, we rejoice, boast, are expecting this hope. You jumped ahead of me. Chapter 2. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm, I'm, it's called my passion, exam, passion translation. We're rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. We, we said this to the men, and I think next, week, next month we're going to set our goals for next year, and I think next year in our life in Christ is a major entry into glory experience into the neck into the realms of the glory of God because we're hoping we're anticipating and we're expecting so this is the access we have access into justification which brings a massive amount of peace and inside of all this peace we've access into grace and inside of all this grace there's this expectancy of hope now if that becomes inside you can go to anything you have to go do. You can do any job that has to be given you. And you're living there in this, in this truth. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter uh, 3. And we'll start at verse 14. Or verse 13 is where we left off. Uh, wow. You see, the book, the book you're holding is a door into the truth of Jesus Christ experientially. And being known and anticipate and expecting. And the only limitation to go further is my own restriction that I can't go further because I can't see what I'm going. But if I'm willing to go where the word is leading me, I can go into places I could not ever, you know, hold myself there, but God carries me there. And before a while, I go back and forth in the presence of God and in the truth of the word and in Christ, I start to get familiar with these areas. And you start to carry things. That's what Jesus did. He said, I'm, I'm only always in fellowship with my Father. I'm always hearing what he's saying. I've submitted to the word of God. It is, and so he then started to carry the kingdom, started flowing out of him without trying. It was just part of, just as natural as it was to, for someone else to have something else that they possessed to flow from them. So therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart, Paul says, at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Don't be afraid of pressure. Pressure is part of kingdom experience. And it is part of the unlocking of the glory of God in the midst of other people. Some of us experiencing pressure right now as we're covering other people. Parents over children. Grandparents over grandchildren. Employers watching over the employee, covering, taking pressure on themselves so that someone under doesn't have to be under the pressure that they're incurring. Those who are given much, much is required. So he said, don't, 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 don't get stuck. Don't lose your heart. Don't lose your nerve. Don't lose your courage because of what we're going through because it's for your glory. And then he goes and he shifts into a prayer. And this prayer, I, I pray this all the time. And I want to just show you it as a direction so that you can make it your prayer. We can make it our prayer today. And then when we make it our prayer, we'll, we'll receive our miracles. We'll receive the dunamis. We'll receive our, our whatever. For this reason, 
Paul says, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's, the bowed knee is always, I'm humbling myself. I place myself under what the Father is, and I do not apply myself as the means of whatever I'm praying, trying to do. I, I come under, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The whole family in heaven and earth. The whole family. God does not see us as the living and the dead. He sees us as the living here and the living there. The one family, the living family, who, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he, Father, would grant you, me, we, according, kata, down upon, from the riches of his glory. So now think heaven. Think of the resource of heaven. Think of the unlimitedness of heaven. Think of all the healing in heaven, all the miracles in heaven. And he says, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So how does that happen? So he says, I've got it all. I've got everything. Father's got everything. But now that he would, from the riches of his glory, he would strengthen us with might through the spirit. Holy Spirit, I've got a river. You will receive a river. You will drink of the river. The river. Strengthened with might through his spirit, spirit of God. You will receive the spirit. Once you have the spirit, you'll receive the spirit. The spirit is in perfect connection. It's like that. If God says, I need you to pour that, bring that riches of my glory over there in the left quadrant of heaven, Spirit of God, and I want it to be communicated to this company of people at Jubilee, and I want it now. Fast, speed of, speed of thought. Beyond. Poof. And a surge comes. Where does it show up? All over the room? Well, it may, but if God has his way, he goes right into the inner man. There you are. So you feel it in your belly. Whoa! And, and, and all of a sudden, there's this strength coming. See, the inner man is your spirit and your heart. The outer man is my flesh and my soul. I live most of my life in my outer man because that's where I've been most of my life spent. I'm very familiar with the outer man. But God is making us into inner men. Those who are, our inner man is being renewed day by day. Our outward man is perishing. Two, two, two of us sitting in the chair. The outward man, in. But when God pours the Spirit, through the Spirit, the riches of his glory to strengthen us, he's going into the inner man. That's why when, when, you, when God comes and he starts to affect me, he changes me inside before he touches the outside. I've learned that. I used to get touched in the inside. I go, oh, it's got to happen outside. And then I go, oh, nothing's changed. And he said, stop that. <laughs> you don't need to try to go see it Receive it. Enjoy it. Let's, let's fellowship in truth. Let the Spirit of God flow in you. Get happy. Praise me. Speak out in tongues. Experience it. And so I've learned now to let all of that just start flooding into my being. And then I found that it affects my body. I can stand it. So Lord, I just receive all of the healing that Jesus received, all of the life that he would experience. And I see that life flood into my body, and I declare I am healed in Jesus' name. I am healed. See, that's calling the end from the beginning. That's accepting the truth of the Word of God. That's accepting what God has accomplished in the Son. And it's speaking to the outwork, outworking, not the in the struggle. It's just like this I receive. And it, it goes in every way, in every direction. So that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. So we are people of faith that believe in Jesus. And I always say, well, where is Jesus? He's in my heart. But, but it's not just by faith can he believe. Yes, I need power. I need power. I need dunamis. I need an active sense of, whoa, this isn't just some fairy tale I'm believing. I, I feel him. I, I'm experiencing strength, dunamis. So now, it's, now Christ in my heart by faith is, is supported because of the power. The power and the faith, they go together. They, they, they work. This gospel is the power of God to those who believe. 
And when we believe, the power of God empowers us to believe further. Does that make sense? And, it's the, and so he says, and, and then we're rooted and grounded in love. Again, I'm imagining this. My heart wants to believe, so I've got to see. If I'm going to see, I want to go as far as I can see to get as much of it into me at the present moment. So I see myself. I'm rooted and grounded in love. I, I don't care how I'm being treated. I don't care how I feel. I don't look at my life to see am I being loved. I'm inside. I'm rooted. I'm grounded in love. I'm rooted and grounded in love. And again, I can declare, I'm rooted and grounded in love. I'm a greatly loved son. And God says, that's right, son. The Holy Spirit confirms it. But he, he goes on, he says, Matt, you may be able to comprehend. Now here, get what this is going to happen. Comprehend is the word apprehend. Better use. That we may, together, we may apprehend with all of the saints. Now, just imagine with me when the entire living body of Jesus, current in heaven and on earth, earth is a struggle point, that we start coming into this apprehension with each one of us into the width, into the length, into the depth, and into the height. Four dimensions of love. And experience the love, know the love of Christ. I tell you, this is going to... See, part of what my struggle was for many, many years, I tried to get God to deal with my symptoms. I wanted him to deal with the problems that I was being pressed in against. And I would spend all my prayer to try to alter the problem with the promise or get the power to touch the problem, to remove the problem. And I didn't understand the problem was in me. It was in my unbelieving heart that got hard and hurt and wounded. And so I, now I just come on in, come on in, come on in. Because this love, this love to know, experience the love of Christ, which surpasses any experience that we can ever have at one time. So it looks like we're going to have to be loved the rest of the creation, eternity. I had to have more love. But you see, I'm not asking it out of like a neediness. I'm saying, I want to receive what you've given me that I have in Christ, this love that passes all understanding. So what's, what's the outcome? Fullness. Filled. 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 I'm filled, with the, I'm filled with the love of God. I'm filled with the fullness of God. Whoa. God's in me. He's, he's, he's full in me. He's fully in me. He's, he's fully taking possession of me. He's changing the way I think. It's God in me who works to will and to do for his good pleasure. He's putting the willingness in me and the doing of it in me. I'm working out my salvation with fear and trembling because, yeah, I want it all, but, but I'm rejoicing because he's working in me to fulfill all of that, to will and to do for his good pleasure. And this is Philippians chapter 2, and he says, if you want to just prevail in the earth, just don't grumble and don't complain. Is that easy or what? No, it's not. <laughs> but, but isn't that God? Isn't that nice that God says, "Here, don't do something. You don't need to do something heroic. Just don't complain for a day, and you'll shine as lights in the midst of a crooked, perverse generation." So here we go. Fullness of God. Now to Him, Papa, Papa, Father. Beginning where our prayers toward, who is able? He is able. Say He's able. You're able, you're able, you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works inside us. It's Holy Spirit, that river. Think of, I, I, we can go a lot further in prayer than we've gone. We can touch a lot more things than we have touched because the power is abund exceedingly abundantly above all that we yet or can even ask or think. And then it goes to the purpose of which all, to him, Father, be glory in the church, in, not by, inside Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. That's why an active living body in the glory of God in Christ 
actively enjoying the fruit of this glorious salvation will bring the greater glory to the God the Father and it will manifest to multitudes of people when they say, I, I don't know where you're coming from, but I want to get in. You're walking in joy that I don't carry. You're in peace that I, I know you shouldn't be in. You're living in health that no one else is carrying. And even when you're not healthy, you seem to smile and rejoice that you are healthy. I don't get you. But you're victorious, you're triumphant, and you're kind, and you're merciful, and you're nice, you're sweet. I want in. I want in. I want in. So I'd like us to close and practice this. I only learned to practice this because I had no opportunity to change the outside. I tried, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried. I, I pouted. I fussed. I, I quit. I stopped trying. Long and long and long and long. And finally, it was just like, well, what in the world am I going to do? And God said, well, why don't you just receive my word as truth and experience me inside of you and allow me to be who I want to be no matter where you are. If I could make Paul a prisoner for Christ, I could make you a babysitter. I thought, well, what in the world does babysitter have to do with Christ? Is everything. Because it doesn't matter where we are. You see, that's the purpose. Once this, once this activates, you're going to find out you are exactly where God wanted you. You've been fighting to get out of where you are because you think where you are is what's making you miserable. What's making us miserable is the lack of a spirit-filled, glorified Jesus living inside of us. It's him. It's him. So let's, let's stand up and let's pray this prayer and then receive our miracle. And we'll go home. I'm going to hold all these while I do that. Bless you, Jesus. We acknowledge you. Pause and re again, we, experience, we, we accept his truth. We cannot produce it, but we accept his truth that we are in Christ. We accept his truth that when we were dead in sins, before we even wanted or acknowledged, we were made alive together with Christ. We accept, and, and use your mouth as much as you can, or feel the agreement, because it's as you agree, your mouth, your heart, believing, receiving. We accept this truth that we were raised together with Christ out of death. And we accept this truth that we were seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Whoa. I felt that one for me. We accept that we were far away from God, but in Christ, we were made one new man, one body, one new man, one access to God the Father in the Spirit. All of the handwriting ordinances written in the law, nailed to the cross, taken away by his body, we are now accepted and believed brought into the oneness, into the unity, into the spirit, Jesus. And we're living members of the body, living stones being joined together. Him, the cornerstone, God going to dwell in the midst of us on present planet Earth in variable, various degrees of people connected to the head, manifesting from the head the gifts being given to one another, growing up inside of him in love. Whoa. Imagine yourself, you're not, you're not disconnected, you're not rejected, you're not unaccepted, you're all of, you need to be in Christ, and in Christ you have a place prepared, and we are all accepting the place prepared for us, the inheritance given us. Whoa, just let it go. Don't look at the outside, look, in the, look to Christ, let Christ be all in this moment. Now, Father, we come and bow our knee and pray that according to the riches of your glory right now at this very moment you would strengthen us with might through your spirit in our inner man we receive holy spirit communicate to our inner man the dunamis strength that's being given us from the riches of the glory of God the Father. Let your imagination join into that imagery 
from the resource of heaven in the riches of the glory by the through the agency of holy spirit comes into the center of our being spirit and heart and we're infused with dunamis in our inner man whoa Now, Father, we thank you that we're, Christ is dwelling afresh and new, permanently dwelling in our heart by faith. Not in and out, but he's permanently there dwelling. And we're rooted and grounded in love. I, I like to do this. I think it would be helpful. Let's just say to the Father, I am loved by you. I am loved by you. I can't be separated from your love. It's in Christ. And I'm in Christ. And I'm loved like Christ. I'm loved by Christ. I'm loved by you. I'm loved. I'm rooted. I'm grounded inside of love. I want to apprehend with all of my brothers and sisters the width of this love, the length of this love, the depth of the love, and the height of this love I want to experience, I want to experience, I want to experience your love, experience your love. Imagine yourself in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You've been safe in the, in the good ship religion, protected from all of the trauma and the drama that you've learned to now control. And one day God pops out of the middle of the ocean and says, what are you doing on top of the ocean? The inside is all of my love. Now, will you, why don't you jump the ship and enter into an bliss, oblivion, a blessing of love. And now you're soaked. And now you're soaked. And you begin to drown. But you realize you don't drown. You begin to live. You breathe the love. You live in the love. The love begins to overwhelm you. Now he, the love is, you're knowing the love is going beyond your own life. It's touching the ones you love. It's going to your children and grandchildren and all the people that you love because it's immersed, it's your, we're being immersed, immersed inside of love. Wow. And while that's happening, we recognize inside of us we're being filled with the fullness of God. The fullness of God, the fullness of God, the fullness of God. Salvation, healing, deliverance, miracles are filling us. Miracles are filling us. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lord, I love you. I thank you so much. You did it all for us in Christ. And Christ is now the means to all of this for us. Praise you, praise you, praise you. See, this is where I start Thanksgiving. I get, get a lot. I get. I got Lord. I thank you so much. And you gave us all this, 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 this. And now the real purpose. He said, I, I everything, everything I can do, anything, everything I can go beyond anything you can ever ask me to do or think about me doing. And it's according to my power that's now working in you, actively working in you. So here's the place. What do you want Jesus to do for you today? And because you're in Christ, you don't have to ask Christ. You begin to declare Christ is doing this for me today. But you're not forcing him on the outside. You're just fellowship him on the inside so you can accept it, experience it, and don't have to prove it or protect it. If you want him to heal your body, say, I am healed in Jesus' name. I am healed in Christ. And then if you don't, if your body has been hurting and you've got a lot of diagnosis as why it's hurting, then speak to all the reasons, all the diagnoses and tell them that they have to now submit to the resurrection life of Jesus. My, my corpuscles, my, my cells, my, my organs, my bones, my marrow, my, my liver, wherever. You're alive. Be alive in Jesus. My mind is being free. All torment, fear, you're gone. Now's the time. We're going to sing. Start declaring Jesus into your life, receiving him over all areas. Is your business got to prosper? Then don't say, Lord, save my business. Save business. Come alive in Christ. Prosper now. It's time for you to prosper. It's time for you to prosper. It's time for you to prosper. I say to you in Jesus' name, prosper. 
increase, become all that you were called to be, all that I need you to be. God, meet all the need according to his riches and glory in Christ. Prosper. Go ahead, let's just worship him, but declare and declare and declare the things he's doing for us. resurrection life is touching everyone we agree that as a living body we are manifesting Christ in the midst of the earth oh we are called out of darkness in your glorious light oh we're living above and not beneath oh you are God you are good you are powerful oh yes you are everyone everyone if you're sick, say, I'm healed. If you're weak, say, I'm strong in Christ. If you're poor, say, I'm rich in Christ. But not by my might nor by my power, but by the Spirit of God. Grace! 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 And one last thing, deliverance. Deliverance is experienced in the name of Jesus. Call upon the name of the Lord. We will be saved. We will be delivered. Deliverance is where the authority of Jesus Christ is ex exercised in an area where something's been taken captive to do the Satan's will. The man we talked about last yesterday a bit about pornography and fornication touch on idolatry for a second maybe it's depression it's just no matter how much we want to be free we just live depressed or anger or find rage now every time we turn the news on maybe it's we can't control our thoughts they're, they're looping they're turning us into going where we don't know who's who we don't know where we are God wants, has given us the spirit of love, power, love, and a sound mind. And Jesus is saying, I am here in you, in the midst of you. What do you want me to do? You want a sound mind? Then say, in the name of Jesus, I receive the sound mind given to me in Christ. And I will not fall under death and then speak about it. I come out from its captivity. I am a free man. I am free. I am free. I forgive those who've hurt me, that wounded me, that put me in this prison. I release them, and I walk out of the prison, and I'm free. I'm free. I'm free, and I forgive all, and I'm free. Oh, go ahead. Take advantage. The doors are unlocked. The prison doors are undone. The chains have fallen off. Walk out. Walk out. You don't need to be bound in that. Walk out. Whoa. Walk out. Walk out. Walk out. Walk out. Whoa. God of river flowing in me makes the blind to see, makes the blind to see, <laughs> and makes the blind to see. Declare to yourself, it opens prison doors, sets the captives free. Yeah. 
you that we're going out not as we came in. We're going out in the fullness of God. We're going out in the glory of God. We're going out in the victory of God. We're going in the unlimited resource of heaven in Christ Jesus. And we're going to be effectively touching the world by the carrying of the glory. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It makes the lame to walk and the path is free. Oh, I've got a river of life flowing. One more time, make it our decoration. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, one more time. Oh, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lane to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors and will Go out in that river. Enjoy Jesus Christ. Visit him every day and take of his blessings.